The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boot ruckers here in the house, and uh, the one I just punted. Uh, some people are just, you know, it's not a difference of opinion. It's just they have to come in and just be nasty. So anyway, welcome to you guys. Good morning. Uh, Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Rotten to the Core Wednesday. We're going to get to Lynn in just a bit. But if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and we are going live Second video down, just click onto that. That's right, you can see the faces made for radio. You can make it a large to fill up your computer, TV, phone, whatever it is. 
and uh, join us there. Also, click onto the platform and join us in the chat. We've got a lot of people in there this morning. Appreciate you guys uh, showing up this morning and um, and being a part of what we're doing and giving us support in that uh, because the information is important to fight in the battle that we're in. Now, right above where we are streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can play that if you missed it, or you can catch him at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, right here on sonsoflibertymedia.com. That will be a live link, and you'll be able to watch the show there. Furthermore, right above that, there is a place where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam you. You get one email a day. That includes the Morning Show Archive where I put together all the things, and uh, Lynn, so graciously every week, puts together a lot of stuff like I would do um, for the show when I when I have it just for myself. Um, she puts together a lot of the stuff that you get for Wednesday's archive and all of the resources and things of that nature. So don't miss that. Sign up for the email, and you'll get that this evening, and uh, let me know what you think about it. Also, if you agree with our message... And you'd like to help us. Again, we don't ask for money. We just tell you we have needs. If you're able to and you want to help us, then please do so. Click on the Donate button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. Make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. And then we have a store as well. You can pick up products in there from T-shirts and caps to water bottles and coffee mugs, everything in between. And then we've got some equipping tools in there, videos and um, books and, and things of that nature. So they're good for you. They're good for gifts that you might have and all kinds of other things, different celebrations. You want to give somebody something that, that points them towards the Lord and, uh, is useful in conversation with those people around them. Check out the Sons Liberty Media, uh, Sons Liberty Media uh, store there off our website. All right. Now with that said, June is a lot of different kinds of months. Uh, let me just show you this. This is just incredible, okay? So this is the uh, White House presidential actions, okay, for June. Uh, listen to this. How is June all of these different kinds of months? It just, we got to find some way to pull people out to segregate them and what by what they do and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so here it is for June the 1st. A proclamation on Black Music Appreciation Month, 2021. A proclamation on National Home Ownership Month, 2021. A proclamation on National Ocean Month, 2021. A proclamation on Great Outdoors Month, 2021. A proclamation on National Caribbean American Heritage Month, 2021. This is all for June, guys. A proclamation on National Immigrant Heritage Month, 2021. A proclamation on Lesbian, Sodomite, Bisexual, Transgender, and Queer Pride Month, 2021. I, <laughs> is anybody actually celebrating this stuff? What in the world? I mean, we got like a... See, I, I thought when you had like a, a proclamation about a month, it was one thing for that month. You know, it's kind of like you don't mix, um, oops, excuse me, you don't mix uh, several different things in when you think about somebody's, I don't know, birthday, for instance. Now, di different people can have different birthdays, but the focus usually of the, of the day 
when you celebrate it is to thank God for the life that he's given that person, right? Well, this is month. This is a month. June is considered a month by those in our government who don't do their job and they engage in crap like this that they're not authorized to be dealing with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things for the month of June that's supposed to make it special. Well, here to talk about some of those things, at least one of those things, uh, is our own Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, hello, hello. <laughs> Boy, we are having a morning, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, what do you think about this? Now, we're going to talk about the one here on the sexual alternatives, if you will. That's what they're calling right. them now. And you've you've got some stuff you want to tell us about what you've seen over the over the weekend and right. so so we want to get to some of that but what do you make out of this i mean they're national caribbean american heritage month i didn't even i thought we had americans who lived in america um we do but remember sense. that remember this our government and i've said this on on many of our shows that our government is going to do everything they can to pit one kind of person against another kind of person, whether it's through skin color, through where they're from, to how they are choosing to live their lives. It's the biggest segregator that we have, and it's ramping up, especially under COVID. Yeah. Well, somebody has said here in the uh, in the chat, it's going to make for new reasons for advertising um, beer sales for parties and liquor for bar celebrations. Well, that may be, that may be some of it, but the the whole idea is this constant promotion of just different, I mean, just all kinds of the National Ocean Month, Great things Outdoors Month, we, all this stuff. Yeah, things that are unconstitutional. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. I mean, you know, if you really want to have a month to, to devote to, you know, celebrating the ocean, I guess that's okay. I mean, there are worse things to, to celebrate. But the fact of it is, is that the way the Sustainable Development Goals are going, Tim, not very many people are going to be able to even enjoy the ocean. So why are you calling attention to it? Why are you sitting there making proclamations about it? Because, you know, God gave us the ocean for all of us to enjoy, but the sustainable development goals are going to tell us that, no, as humans, we have no right or access to the ocean because, after all, we're the ones who are harming it. Well, I don't disagree that there are there are some who are harming it, but how dare the uh, UN tell us that we can't have access to something that God freely gave us? Well, it goes back to what the scripture says, Romans chapter 1, uh, that because man will not honor God as God, he'll mm-hmm. serve the creation more than he will the creator. And right. so God t- gives him up to a reprobate mind. And right. Paul lists a lot of things. Among those are the issues where men pair off with men and women pair off with women. Um, they forsake the natural use of the the opposite sex. That's one of the things. But there's a there's a ton of stuff mm-hmm. that's listed in Romans chapter one. People can read. It isn't just uh, the issue of homosexuality, but it is. It, there's a number of sins that accompany that. And then it's not just those who engage in those sins. But we find out at the end there mm-hmm. are people who know those people are worthy of death who engage in them. 
They take pleasure in them that do it. So even if you don't do it, but you sit there and you say, eh, it's okay, go ahead, do your thing. It's okay, you know, God loves everybody. Don't worry about it. When you're encouraging it, you it's just, it's just as if you're doing it. I mean, you're just as bad as them. Uh, and the Bible says that you're worthy of the same kind of fate. And so, you know, when we're having a National Ocean Month, I don't even know why we would need that, or Great Outdoors Month. Why do we need to be told that by our government? Well, I can, I'll just lay it out. Our government has become a beast. It is no longer acting as a minister of God. And as such, it has become a beastly system. And that's why I titled that about the beast putting forth these things that God condemns. Right. And all right. throughout Scripture, when we're seeing... These images of beasts, it isn't just one, folks. Uh, It's where governments grow, and, well, in the book of Daniel, they're they're complete empires, which America has become, too. But they're empires, and they're all designated as a a kind of a beast. Now, they're different kinds, but uh, they're considered a beast, and they don't want to minister with God's authority the people that God has given them authority over. Instead, they are prone to basically use their own tree of good and, of knowledge of good and evil and determine their own laws apart from God's. And uh, i got to tell you, when we're seeing this kind of stuff, the division um, and the idolatry and, I mean, National Homeownership Month, wh- who can afford a house nowadays? Again, I you guys know I, I recently built a chicken coop. I told you the cost of just the wood on that thing. And I'm sitting here going, if it costs me that on a chicken coop, right? Mm-hmm. What is it costing people to build a small home now? I mean, it's just crazy. And all of this kind of stuff being promoted is unconstitutional. And I'm, I'm sure you've got some things to tell us as far as they're not just making a proclamation that we read here on the White House website. There's money tied to this. There's going to be promotions that are done uh, at the expense yeah. of the people, all unconstitutionally. Absolutely. Well, one of the one of the things I wanted to do today was um, over the Memorial Day weekend, <clears throat> had a very quick trip to New Hampshire and back. And if you look at the mileage between North Carolina and New Hampshire and back, it's quite a ways. But the point of it is, is I saw so many different things, Tim, about what you and I have talked about for so long. And, you know, billboard after billboard, uh, program after program, conversation after conversation. It was just like, oh, my goodness, it if you have an opportunity to get out and about while you still can go, because what you're going to see will put, uh, it's kind of like where the rubber meets the road. You hear us talk about it, but then when you go and you see it, for example, um, one of the things that I kept seeing was that uh, you need to hurry up and get your GED so that you can hurry up and go get your job. You know, the the Bible tells us to suffer not the little children. Well, one of the books that Charlotte has uh, recommended for us, Tim, was called Schooling for a Global Age. And I wanted to point out on page nine at the bottom, work and service. Listen to this. Now, this is the author. Okay, I noticed on a chart that typing was one of the skills being taught. And I remember the children I'd seen working in the principal's outer office. 
I ask someone about them and she goes, what you saw is one example of the many kinds of work that this school's and their students will do around the school. For we believe it is very important for the children to develop a sense of responsibility for the welfare of the groups in which they are citizens. Since the school is one of the most salient of those in the lives of children, we involve children extensively in the ongoing operation of our school, both as a social system and a physical plant. Now it goes on to tell you that in our world-centered schools, We have simply tried to extend the logic of responsible involvement to many more aspects of our school's operation. Older children participate regularly in the school's routine clerical work. Children of all ages assume a good deal of a responsibility for the day-to-day janitorial work. So this is what we're rushing our kids into. And this was what I saw on, like I said, billboard after billboard, ad after ad. It it was just like, oh, my goodness. If you didn't see that, then you saw how instead of it being now that you can get back in society by having your your COVID backs, it's now geared toward this is your way to protect your friends and family. This is a way for you to be part of the collective good. This is a way for you to do what's good for your state. And I will not tell you which state does what. That way, if you go out and you see what's going on, you can see for yourselves what state is pushing what agenda. But the governmental push for us to do things that are I'm struggling for the word here, so help me out if you would. It's the government on the state level, the local level, and the national level. They're pushing us into these uh, collective mindsets, like that book just said about, you know, being social and being uh, effective in the groups that we're in. Well, you know, I think it is the direct opposite of what we're called to do as Christians. See, as Christians, mm-hmm. we're called, Jesus gave a command that we're to teach all things that he commanded. We're mm-hmm. to baptize those. We're to teach them all he commanded. And um, in doing that, that's more than just, hey, you know, giving the, the gospel message as we understand it about what Christ did. He died. He, he uh, was buried and rose again. Now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. It's more than that. It's about pointing people back to saying, okay, because he's your king, because he's conquered death, hell, and the grave, here's how we should be conducting ourselves as people, as individuals, as families, as a church, as a community, and and in the civil sphere. And so there should be, people may not like my use of the term here, but there should be a collective mindset, if you will, in regards mm-hmm. to that, we should be centered around that as those who honor God. But instead, what's happened is, since the church has failed to do its duty, what's happening? Well, Satan's going to use the same thing, and he's going to have his people come in, and they're going to, remember the Bible says that they disguise themselves as angels of light. And so they bring it in as though, hey, we're in a new age, we're going to make things better, it's going to be good for everybody, you know, all the phraseology for the common good and all of this stuff. So they they use what should be the mindset of the people of God to drive that, and we've talked about the, the work of the ecclesia or the church in mm-hmm. the gates of the cities to, to direct them morally as to, to how they should conduct themselves. 
And because the church hasn't done that, well, Satan's people are going to come in right in there, and they're going to say, well, we want to do it this way. And if nobody's opposing them, if people are just griping, complaining, if they're just keyboard warriors, if they're just, you know, whatever MIA when it comes to the actual fight, well, then they're going to continue to implement their stuff. And I think this is where the people of God are going to have to get out. They're going to have to get out of this mindset that being political and engaging in the politics is not something that is unbiblical or unchristian. In fact, it's the direct opposite. It's part of what we're to do in teaching others to obey all that Christ has commanded. Right. Well, one of the things that I noticed, Tim, was, you know, as you as you go through the different states, some of the logos that you're seeing now on your state signs are they they sound so cheery, okay? Like uh, New Hampshire is live free or die. But yet when you you see what's going on in that state, when you see that there's all this compliance to anything that is not free, uh, true freedom, it's like, why do you even bother having a logo that you won't back up? Uh, there was, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, there was another one and my husband pointed it out and he's like, you know, that's really kind of ironic. And it was, I think it was Pennsylvania's, I don't remember. But anyhow, the point of it is, is that it's going on right under your nose. And the more you just listen to a show like this and you type in a chat and and you don't get out and do something to help stop it, why are you choosing that? Because we have every opportunity to get out there and to fight it. You know, you really do. I can tell you the further North we went, the more compliant, the more uh, obedient to the beast that people were. And it was like, why, why are you doing this to your children? Why are you doing this to your community? Well, I know why they they've abandoned God. Look, we, we've got a um, down here where I used to go to church. One of the elders there moved to Maine, wanted to help plant a church up there. And people, you got to understand about Maine. It's a beautiful state. It really is. But they abandoned God a long time. They apostatized. I mean, it, it's been a long time since they did that. Yeah, they have churches. They're they're Unitarian churches. And um, so you've got a different mindset because why? They've abandoned the Word of God. They've abandoned those foundations that those, you know, our forefathers uh, landed at Plymouth Rock and, and places like that and established civil government based upon the Bible. They've abandoned that stuff. Yeah, they still see some of the benefits even though they've abandoned it because of the foundations that were laid, but they basically abandoned it. And so... Uh, Lynn, there's no wonder they're submitting to it because if they're if they're abandoning God, the lawgiver, right, and they're going to go with man and him figuring out what's right and wrong and the punishments for that and calling it justice, well, then you're going to get what you get. Uh, I was thinking when you were saying uh, something you were saying right there at the first of your comments, uh, George Orwell, uh, you know, you mm-hmm. were saying live free or die. Well, I think that's the thing is the the socialists have so manipulated the language as well. War is peace. Mm-hmm. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. It's, you know, it's that kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. so now we think freedom, I, if I, pardon me and excuse me for using a, uh, I don't know what, I'm, uh, an example from a film, but there was a film I watched and there was a guy, he basically lived on his own. He didn't have a house. Uh, he 
kind of went from town to town. He, he had served in the military, so he was living off some kind of a pension or something there. And he took the lady to the edge of a, of a window, and he had her look down on this other building where you could see all these little cubicles where people working late at night. And he said, if you were from somewhere else in the world and you were brought here, and you saw and you saw what you saw here. There's a guy, a janitor cleaning, and there's a guy in a cubicle, and another woman doing something, whatever. He said, which one of those people would you say was free? And I thought that was an interesting question to ask. It's not that work is bad, but do have we become slaves to our work? I got to tell you, for me, it's a constant driving thing. I like to work. I believe we ought to work six days a week and rest a seventh. But what I'm saying is is we've been conditioned to think one thing is freedom when it's really a, it's really a bondage that we fall into and i you know i think we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, lgbtq month thing that is a bondage it you know i think joe biden wrote in his presidential action his proclamation on this that it is a liberation um i'd have to find the specific thing cuz i was oh here it is just so people see it this is the pride month he says, the uprising at the Stonewall Inn in June 1969 sparked a liberation movement, a call to action that continues to inspire us to live up to our nation's promise of equality, liberty, and justice for all. Pride is a time to recall the tri- – and he's talking about the pride parades. Wow. Recall the trials, the uh, gender-confused, and I don't I, – I just don't even like using the terms that they use here. I know. Um, this community has endured to rejoice in the triumphs of trailblazing individuals who have bravely fought and continue to fight for full equality. Well, wait a minute. This is not equality. This is bondage. It is not liberation. It is slavery. It is slavery to sin. Jesus says, to whom you submit yourselves, that becomes your master. And the one who submits himself to sin becomes the slave of sin. This is not freedom and liberation, and neither is, we can go on with the idea of feminism, that is not freedom either. It is not liberation. It is bondage. It is a, it is part of the curse. And yet, you know, he's talking about pride. What does the Bible say? Pride goes before a fall. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So everything about all of this flies right in the face of the Creator, the very one that our forefathers mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, who gave us our rights. Right. And I'm sure by now if someone's listening going, well, wait a minute, this is supposed to be right into the Coral Wednesday and, you know, it's supposed to be about education and you've not really brought up education. The reason why we're going uh, the, the direction we are today is because whether you're in a classroom or not, the world, uh, specifically the, the United States, is trying its best to educate you through any means possible in school or in the community. And this is what we've been saying for I don't know how long. It's not just in your classrooms. It is everywhere in our society, and it is seeking to educate you to abandon what America was founded on and its principles and go towards what's uh, considered new and normal or what's considered fashionable or politically correct. And we're seeing this pop up not only in traditional public schools, we're seeing every bit of this pop up in every type of school, like for every type of age out there. I mean, it, it's, it was, I probably should have taken more pictures, Tim, of some of the things that I saw to help illustrate this point, but I want people to understand Millions of dollars are being spent 
to lure you into a new way of thinking and you probably don't even realize it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I I was thinking the other day about some of the programming that comes on, whether, you know, you're just watching a YouTube clip, like sometimes Mm -hmm. I do to write a story on and you get the advertisements and things of that nature in there, or whether you're, you actually watch television or whether you see a movie, all of the mm-hmm. ideas that come in through those things, you've got to have a good filter on that to catch some of those things. And sadly, some growing up today don't have it. Some of the older generation don't have it. Why? They never took because the they're time. not being taught. Well, they're they're not even taking time to teach themselves, right? Uh, in reading the Bible specifically and knowing the founding documents. Absolutely. Uh, It it just is insane. But one of the things uh, that I wanted to show everyone today is I got to meet the lady who runs my uh, blog for me. Uh, I write it, but she has it on her server to keep it from being hacked. And so I was finally able to meet her and she gave me a ring that looks like that. Okay. It's called a hug ring. And she wanted me to have that, Tim, because she knew and has known for a long time that what I do as far as the research is gut-wrenching and that sometimes I feel alone. And sometimes, you know, it is hard to keep exposing all this yuck with very little good in return as far as, you know, feeling like I'm not out there by myself and all that kind of stuff. So she wanted me to have this ring to remember who I'm doing it for, why I'm doing it, and that I'm not alone. And I think that's something that we need to encourage each other about because so many times when we are trying to uh, protect our kids or protect our communities, uh, we do, we feel marooned, we feel weary. And, uh, you know, especially in this age of COVID, this is one of the goals is to wear you down. So one of the things I wanted to do today was try to help you know, not only talk about what I saw, but how we can help each other build each other up so that we can get out there in those communities and continue to fight and not feel so weary or, oh, gosh, I, you know, I don't even need to do anything because it doesn't matter. Yeah, I well, I get that. I get that. Let me address mm-hmm. something going on in the chat. Um, one of the one of our friends that joined in says that, um, you know, he, he says we're extremists. We're nuts. I don't know what's extreme about saying read the Bible. I'm not, I don't know what's extreme about take care of your own kids because God didn't give them to somebody else and he didn't give them to the state. I, I, it seems to me extremism would say, oh, no, the state has a right to tell you tell your kids they should be in their public indoctrination centers and we're going to fine you and take you to jail, uh, you know, for truancy and all this kind of stuff. But he says, I listen to you nuts to warn people, don't fall for people like you nuts. Now, he doesn't tell us how we're nuts, um, but uh, apparently, I, I, I don't know what the issue is, but I, I want to say this. He said, well, I believe in God. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Okay. Um, here's what the Bible has to say to you. You believe in one God. You do well. It's innate within people. It's like people who call and say, you need to prove God exists. I don't have to prove. It's self-evident in you. You already know it. You just want to suppress that truth. But the Bible goes on to say, you do well, but so do the demons, and they tremble. Let me ask you, David, do you tremble at the fact that there's a God you have to answer to? 
Just asking the question, if you believe in him, is he some wimpy, grandfathery, oh, I'll just let you in, I'll let you do whatever you want. Is that the kind of God you serve? Is that the kind of God that you believe in? Who's nuts here? Huh? Because that God doesn't exist. And so he's called us to do certain things both for our good and for his glory. And one of those things, <clears throat> and we're going to touch on some of this education stuff here, Lynn, if you want to kick it off, is what we say all the time. That we are to have the commands of God in our hearts, and then we are to teach them to our children. We are to pass those things on. Okay, reading the Bible and believing in God is one thing. How are you acting, David? Because what I've seen from you coming in here, uh, both shotguns blasting, is you you read it, but you don't take it to heart what it says and then act upon it. That's the real issue. Okay, that's that's all I'm trying to trying to address. Lynn, um, what's yes. a couple of the topics we're going to cover here? Because uh, we're going to run out of time if we don't pay attention here. I know, um, I know. <clears throat> um, okay, if you'll remember, uh, probably a month or so ago, we did a show about uh, West Virginia's lure to have you come to uh, have you come to West Virginia and to live, and they would pay you twelve thousand dollars, and your state would give you all kinds of freebies, and this was to help boost their economy. Now, as we were going through West Virginia, I never saw one sign, Tim, that promoted this program. There were all kinds of billboards out there to attract travelers who were doing, uh, you know, going through the state, but nothing about, hey, come move here. What I did see was no evidence of a state that was in dire straits. What What I saw was they want you to come and work. Because after all, the education system has to align to the workforce. So that's what they're selling. They're not the only state that's doing it. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show on how Biden's job plan uh, that we've we've talked about all the many, many different uh, congressional bills where education is being sacrificed um, from academics into workforce training for all kinds of ages. This is what we're seeing. It's the public-private partnership push to get into education. That was that was very evident in all the different states that we went through, including the one that I live in. It's it's like we we've gone in. We've trashed the schools for what schools should be. We've trashed the library for what it's supposed to be. We've trashed the church for what it's supposed to be. And in its place, we've put up this false system of, well, if you just go, you know, get a job, everything's going to be fine. Uh, I saw signs that were like, you know, hey, we're hiring and all these fantastic figures. Okay. There was a target distribution center for, um, that was like, you know, you don't even have to have an education. We'll train you. We'll put you through school and we'll start you off at 20 bucks an hour. But what if you didn't live in that state? You would have to move to that state to get that kind of opportunity. And why would you want to have Target, a, a corporation that's in the Common Core machine, give you an education to put you to work? And would it actually be 20 bucks an hour? Yeah, well, again, this kind of, this comes when we abandon the principles that were part of our foundation. I mean, I don't know how to say it. This is why I'm not I'm having a little hard time with our friend in the chat understanding what makes us nuts. 
he says he believes in God and reads the Bible. Well, these principles are there. So what makes us nuts? That doesn't make sense. And the thing you're talking about there, the things that you were seeing in New Ham- or all the way up through New Hampshire and others, <clears throat> it reminds me of what we saw in the Old Testament with the Northern and Southern Kingdom. And the Northern Kingdom just went off and done its own thing, said we can worship God however we want. Here's, you know, we'll make it out the way we we do it. This is why I have a big problem with the modern church just saying, oh, we can just worship however we want. No, you can't. God laid it out. We call it the regular principle in the Reformed faith. And he's you're not to be engaging in the worship of God with how you necessarily feel unless that feeling is driven by what you read in the Scripture. And then that worship is to be offered as God has prescribed it. Um so I think what you're seeing as you were going north and then some of the things you're talking about where they're changing, uh, you know, our, our worldview to just we just need to be workers or whatever, uh, is abandoning those principles that God has already given us, the commands he's already given us, Lynn. I mean, this sounds so simple, a, a child could understand it, but I think we complicate it with, with more of our sin. We just make it a, a mess to where it's it's hard to unravel. Right. Um, it. it- is but again remember this is supposed to be about skill-based labor and we've talked about that i mean that's why i read that little excerpt out of the school for a global age is that you're putting your children to work well supposedly america outlawed child labor but we're seeing it sneak back into him but in very nefarious ways and when you've got schools out there whether they're public private or whatever that are employing their students to do janitorial work, where's the safety net? Because I could tell you uh, some of the janitorial chemicals are dangerous for adults, let alone children. And how are you going to be able to keep them safe with things like that? You, you can't. Well, no, you can't. You absolutely, you can't unless... You're going to take the step to pull them out, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's that's where that's where we really drive this anyway, right? Right, and, and we do. But one of the things we need to consider with the skill-based shift in education and it impacting every choice, your homeschoolers are going to be just as uh, influenced Maybe not in the same ways, but in very similar ways. I mean, why do you think they have early college programs or dual enrollment? Why do you think those are pushed? And I saw signs of that as well, because they know that homeschoolers will take advantage of those sorts of things. They know that homeschoolers will take advantage of things that are supposedly free. But as we've known in education, especially when we're researching some of the bills that we talk about, Tim, that it's not free. And if you go back to the show that we did on the myriad of congressional bills to try to rope in the homeschoolers for this skill-based education, it's, it's frightening and it should be. And we've got to do more to protect our families. Well, <clears throat> this is where I keep going back to. If, if we really want a biblical answer to this, and that's what we're here to do, uh, we're not here to give the world's answers, right. then parents, you got to take the responsibility of where your kids are educated. And I've heard people, you know, I've heard preachers tell me, oh, I can, I can put them in the public school system and, and follow after this, that, and the other. And I go, hmm, okay, you know everything that's going on in there. And 
nine times out of ten, they didn't. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they can't sit in the classroom and know every single thing that's said and everything that's put before their kids and this, that, and the other. And so it goes back to parents taking the responsibility they have to go and do what they're supposed to do. And so, again, you know, we, we kind of encourage some of that. Now, you've got some of these things here mm-hmm. on um, <clears throat> this celebration of what I read at the first. You want right. to touch on some of that? Do you, do you see that permeating that more was, north that than was, south? Yeah, that was absolutely all over the place as well. And it got to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm X number of years old. I'm, you know, an adult. And this kind of is too much for me to see. I can't imagine if you're a little person and you're in the car with mom and dad and you go down the road and there's a billboard with all that kind of stuff on it. I just, I cannot imagine what would go through your mind, but it's going to groom you. And it's, it's really sad that we've seen some of this stuff going on, but again, we're not doing enough to fight it. We've got to do more. And uh, the, image that I shared with you was one that came across an email and it was if you want to read the excerpt or show the picture that's fine uh this is from one of the groups that had uh, several billboards out so if you want to that is from a, a T-Mobile ad that I got you know it's like, okay, we're going to partner with this group. And we've talked about this particular group. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. So they have a school climate survey they want you to take. And in the me- email, I sent you an excerpt of what the purpose of this school climate is supposed to do. Now, school climate, when it comes to education, is not, you know, hey, do you have AC or do you have heat? No, this is about your attitudes, your values, and beliefs. And that's what all this shift in education is about, whether it's for the alternative uh, lifestyles or whether it's the skill-based labor. That's what they mean when they say school climate. They want to make you know that you're safe no matter what's going on, no matter how good or how awful it may be. So yeah, if you want to read that excerpt that I sent you, please do. Okay. Um, It was the purpose. Uh, It says, this survey is not intended for people who identify as both. What the heck is this? CIS gender? What is that? Mm -hmm. What's cisgender? I don't know. (laughs) And heterosexual. Okay, I know what that one means. As you may know, GLSEN is a national organization devoted to fighting anti-LGBTQ plus bias as it affects both students and teachers in K-12 schools. The information gathered from this survey will be used to write GLSEN and GLSEN-affiliated research publications to help inform education policymakers, other researchers, and the public about LGBTQ plus student experiences and the right of all students to be treated with respect in their schools. Well, but the problem is they say here this is not intended for this whatever the cisgender thing is and heterosexuals. Well, how is how is that respecting those people? It's not, but that's the point. Yeah, it sounds like it's just double speak. Well, one thing about it, though, and we've talked about uh, Glisten before, they have lobbyists, Tim. 
who go to D.C. and influence uh, bills. And we've talked about those before. Remember the special caucus uh, we did uh, a show about? You know, remember the one that had the guy who's supposed to be peeling back the Superman and there was his rainbow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just. And uh, next week, and I hate to do this, but next week we're going to dive a little bit more into that kind of thing because, after all, that agenda is being shoved in our face, especially this month. And it just really bothers me because we're not putting other things out there that need to be put out there. You know, it, it, it just, it, I hurt for the kids who are having to go through this because, you know, Some of them, that might be all they know. Some of them might be terribly conflicted because what they're hearing at home and what they're seeing out in the world, not just in school, are are conflicting. And, you know, it it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I agree. It it really shouldn't. And we've got to do a better job of training our children, educating our children uh, to, to know what is worth standing up for and what's not worth standing up for. And. I don't see that happening because I saw so many parents who were having their children comply with the beast while I was out. And it was just like, what dope are you smoking? Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good question. You know, again, from the chat, parents need to be held accountable again. Okay. Who's holding them accountable? Um, you know, there was a time where when you taught these things in church, it was reinforced and virtually everywhere you went. Mm-hmm. At least I can still remember the remnants of that from being a, a young boy. And so, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're, we're asked here, um, putting down public school, where did you get? Uh, where did you go? A private, a private school? I guess that's the question that was asked there. And the issue is not whatever we did in the past. The issue is whether it was it was right or wrong and whether we need to change that. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about doing the same status quo stuff that's been going on for several years. And by the way, those public schools are unconstitutionally funded in violation of the Tenth Amendment. Okay, uh, just speaking to our friend in the chat. They're done there in violation of the Constitution, so it's lawless. It's a transgression of the law. Okay, which the Bible says is sin. So it's doing that. And then how do we sit here and justify it? Why? Because we went? No, that's not that's not a justification for why you keep that that ball rolling. And this is why I bring Lynn on, because she shows us they're not only using our money unconstitutionally against us, they're coming in and unconstitutionally telling the schools what they're going to teach and if they're going to be in trouble if they teach something else. So this is a this is a really big deal, and it is an issue that surrounds the law, and uh, it's not going to change just by, you know, quote unquote, bringing prayer into the school. How are you going to ensure that it's prayer to God, the true God, not a false God? I mean, you got the climate. you won't anymore. Yeah, you won't do that anymore. And so <laughs> this idea that oh well, this is just going to be the silver bullet here. No, that's not going to be. That's not going to do it at all. No, absolutely not. And you know, like I said. Um, so much of this has happened 
before COVID, but COVID's being used as a bully pulpit to go ahead and shift quite a few things, like, for instance, the skill-based labor at all ages and all education choices, because remember, it has to be cradle to grave. Uh, The shift uh, towards uh, alternative thinking and worshiping and uh, living, that, oh, I, I just, it's wicked, And we're living it, and we just cannot live side by side with it. We have to do more. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, uh, somebody else said in the the chat, oh, it's going to burn anyhow. What a defeatist attitude, man. I mean, that is just a defeatist attitude. But that's part that's part of the agenda, yeah. Tim, is to, to get us to feel that way so that we can be micromanaged. Because remember, the government is a beast. And this beast seeks to control everything you do. Why do you think the shift is so evident out there? I mean, my goodness, it, it, it's, it's everywhere. It is coming from so many different angles. And, you know, if you're, you're not protecting your family, then shame on you. Well, exactly. And, you know, our desire here is to give some tools to parents uh, whether they're homeschool or in a public school or private, whatever the case may be, that they've got their kids or they're, that they're educating. Right. The idea is for us to challenge them to do what's right, uh, not what may be most convenient or easiest. Sometimes, sometimes doing the right thing is an easy choice. I mean, it's a very simple choice. But other times it's not. So ours is to give the information as to what's going on, and at least government-wise, the people are the sovereigns, if you will, over those who represent us. And so if they're acting unconstitutionally, it's our duty to do what? It is to, to enforce that law. I mean, mm-hmm. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. I've been on this over and over and over and over. That's our duty to do. And so, uh, you know, let me let me end with this, and I'll give it to you for the last word here, Lynn. Okay. Um, and this is just a, a message of hope. You know, a friend in the chat again responded, the Bible said that he'll burn the earth. Okay, you know, but when? Because the fact of the matter is, until he comes, we're to occupy. And the Bible tells me, 1 Corinthians 15, if you want to read this, that Christ is on his throne— He is king. He's subduing all of his enemies under his feet, and he will do so until the end, till the last day. He's going to be doing that. And so what should we be busy about? Throwing our hands up and saying, oh, it's all going to burn? No. We should be busy about our Father's business doing what we're supposed to be doing, both in our own bodies, in our families, in our churches, and in government. We're to be doing those things. So I want to leave it with a message of hope, because I don't think it's hopeless. I think if the people would, would... get turned around that we would see God do really great and mighty name, great and mighty things. Right. Right. Uh, we would need to have the scales fall off of our eyes. That's what we would need to do. Yep. But if you don't get anything from today's show, get this, the shifting of your attitudes, your values and beliefs is partly due to the times we're living in but it's largely coming from the influence of those public-private partnerships through our governments, be they state or local levels. And if you think it's just in the public school system, then you really need to get out there and see that, no, this is not meant just for one section of our population. This is meant for every single one of us. And we 
will continue to go down this road unless we help shape it and change it. Well, that's right. That's that's exactly right. And uh, again, I'll go back and uh, answer in the chat that we've talked about this before, Lynn. When mm-hmm. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church, that means the church is to attack the gates. And what are the gates? Go back in your Old Testament. That is where the judges, that's where the elders sat. And if you had a civil matter, if you had a criminal matter, that's where you took it. So, so telling me that you're using the name of God to preach your brand of politics. I'm not preaching a brand of politics. We don't do that here. We go to the Word and we say, here's what it says. This is how it ought to be carried out. It's it's a pretty simple process there. This is not a brand of politicals. Uh, I think he meant politics. So I'm just answering these questions as they come out because, um, again, this is important to note. Uh, we, we haven't given you our opinion here. We've talked about what Scripture says. So, and we've seen how we're, we're far off on that. Now, guys, I'm going to have some of these links here, uh, some of Lynn's articles and some of the other links that we pulled up here. Have those in the archive mm-hmm. later this morning. Lynn, um, we got about two minutes here. Do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you? And if you've got a closing thought, drop it on Okay. Uh, you can find me on commoncordiva.com. If you wish to financially bless what I do, that would be wonderful. There is a secure link for donations. If not, prayer support is always needed. You can find me on Facebook under Common Core Diva or U.S. Parent Call to Action. You can find me on Twitter at Common Core Diva. You can find me on Breaking News Journal TV on Roku and Amazon. You can find me on uh, localactivist.org, which is part of Citizens for Free Speech. You can find me on MeWeUSA.life. You can find me uh, under the Liberty Bells with Suzanne Hamner on Rumble or BitChute. And we do that. We try to do it every Thursday morning, uh, but sometimes that doesn't work out. But I think we are on schedule for tomorrow. And we'll be diving into a little bit more about this skill-based labor push that we're seeing from across the nation and our government. Uh, You can also uh, look for me at the Conservative uh, Teachers of America. That's going to be a conference in uh, later this month, and I will be one of the keynote speakers there. So I do need to uh, financially have that trip funded. So that is a need, not not begging, but that is a need. And that will be in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And uh, if you want to find out more about that particular conference, you can let me know. And uh, that's where you can find me. All right, Lynn Taylor, a Common Core Diva. Thank you for joining (laughs) us as usual. And uh, just a parting word here. You know what? We teach that everyone should be treated right, too. It's called loving your neighbor, keeping the first table of the law and the second table of the law. Jesus spoke about that, too. We teach that here as well. <laughs> With that said, you guys have a great day. Don't forget, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. You can catch him on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Till then, see you. <laughs>